year. Yes, I'm aware it's almost February, but welcome to season two of Head on a Platter. You know, I actually just realized I don't think I ever did that episode I was planning to do where I explained (laughs) where the name Head on a Platter comes from. So I obviously when I when I read through the Bible, there's a lot of a lot of heavy hitters in there. And a lot of the fan favorites are like Paul, Isaiah, and John the Baptist. And I specifically wanted to focus on John the Baptist because he set the way for Jesus to come forward. He primed everybody, which I thought was very poignant. If you know the story of John the Baptist, he very into preaching God's word and he was baptizing people. He actually baptized Jesus himself. And then King Herod, I believe it was his daughter influenced by her mother who asked her father, the king, to bring her John the Baptist's head on a platter, which gnarly, by the way. Yeah. it. <laughs> just think of that for a second. Like, I know I love the Lord. I'm dedicated. I worship. I I do my best to to love people. But really, what does that mean to die for him? It just gave me a lot of peace thinking we're very privileged in America not to experience this kind of persecution um which I was I was thinking about when I started this podcast. And I decided, you know what? That's the kind of person I would like to be. I'm sharing the gospel. I'm sharing my takes on how to apply this to your life and what does it look like and kind of giving the real, raw experiences that I'm going through. And I wanted to serve it up to you as my head on a platter. My friend Lane, who she helped me start this podcast, <laughs> I told her I wanted a title that is a little bit of an homage to the Bible. It's not so outright, but I wanted it to be an illusion. And she she gave it to me. I was telling her how much I admired the story of John the Baptist. And she's like, oh, how about Head on a Platter? And she, I just ran with it. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. And I was thinking of my logo, which I did design myself. <laughs> It was it was fun. I was really I was really getting into it. It was pretty overwhelming though too. And lo and behold, this was here. And I just want to say thank you if you've been listening from the inception. I know a lot of my friends are telling me like, "Hey, I listened to your podcast like on the way to work." And I'm like, "That's adorable." I'm really just speaking into the void, and it's so nice to have you guys here with me. So that's the story. That's the story of how Head on a Platter received its name. So thank you, Lane. Thank you, Lord, for giving me something to talk about. But I think this is a pretty natural transition to what I wanted to talk about today. This was a while ago. Um, This was actually like a week or so after New Year's when I had planned this topic and life got in the way. I was a little stressed and we're just going to get into it. So I had gone to, no, no, that's a lie. I didn't go to church. I watched on live stream because I was out late the night before and I was too tired to actually go in person. But nonetheless, (laughs) 
<laughs> I was watching uh, my church live stream and the pastor was talking about, you know, you guys know I love Pastor Chet. He was talking about who is your Lord. Now I know what you're thinking. Nikki, of course, my Lord is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. But is it really? Is it Jesus or is it you? Now, what that means is, are you truly living the life that God has called you to? Or are you just kind of going about life, trying to be successful, trying to have fun, trying to just soak up all the pleasure you can? And God's kind of an afterthought. I like to call this being a 911 Christian. That's what that's what I was for most of my life from early childhood, from when I learned about Jesus up until probably about 2020. Yeah, I got a really good friend who helped kickstart my journey to rededicating my life. And that's a story for another time. Another point that Pastor Chuck made, and I I love the way he phrased this. So after he had asked us, you know, are you living the life God has called you to or are you doing what you want and telling God to bless it? And man, that hit me like a freight train. That was a little bit of a rude awakening, a slap to the face, like very gently, by the way, but ouch. Yeah. How many times have we come to God and said, God, I, I really want this thing and and I, I'm going to go for it, okay? So I, I pray you bless it. I pray it's uh, totally your will and I'm going to go for it. That's not a real prayer asking for God's guidance. That's, God, this is what I really want. Please give it to me. I do not care if it's actually a part of your plan. And I had to I had to sit with that for a little bit and I was like, oh crap. Crap, I just did that and that is so uncool. Like my bad. And you know what? Story time. Okay, we're we're going to do it. So, I <laughs> this goes two folds for explaining why the hiatus. I'm just going to call it a new season. <laughs> I was I was dating a guy. He's good looking, he's smart, has life together. I'm like 70% sure he wasn't a serial killer. He just was very – had to have everything in order, like very high achiever kind of type. Um, let's call him – let's call him Jim, short for uh, <laughs> Jimothy. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I knew within 10 minutes of this first date that he was not the one. And he later confirmed it when he said he used to be a Christian. And I was thinking, okay, you know what? Let me just go through this. It's just a date. We went out for sushi, which is awesome. I mean, worst case scenario, I got cool dinner out of it because um, I love sushi. That made me sound like a gold digger. I shouldn't have phrased it like that. <laughs> Sorry. So I decided to politely end our date. I told him this won't work out because of our because of our differing fundamental beliefs is what I should have done. In reality, we talked for like five hours and actually I spent the last 20 minutes just like totally info dumping on him of why I love the Lord. I was like super into it because I, hey, I had nothing to lose. I'm like, this is not the guy for me. Um, and I expected him to say, 
okay, cool. Like, thanks, but no thanks, Jesus freak. But instead, he looked at me kind of puzzled and said, I I think I would like another date. And I was just like, I, I was so taken aback that I, I said yes. I'm like, I, whatever. So I dated him for like two months, <laughs> but I wasn't particularly myself. I wasn't living out my godly life and purpose because I was hiding it. And, you know, that's a big contributing factor of why I didn't do this podcast for a little bit because I was sinning. Yeah. Yeah. All the questions that you probably have in your mind. Yeah. The answer is yes. Okay. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Here we go. Um, I had this mentality of like, well, let me just – let me just pass the time. Actually, I had a calendar event in my phone that said break up with Jim. And I was like, okay, it won't go past this point is what I should have done. But obviously that didn't happen. He, it, I dated him for like another month and a half. <laughs> and yeah, that uh, damage was already, was already done. And I'm not doing that again. But the fact that I did it at all was not great. I mean, for me as a Christian woman, um, and then, you know, that does bring up the topic of being unequally yoked. What does that mean? And that's something I, I really feel led to talk about. I got to pray it through a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but how does that, how does that look to someone? How does it look to me? And then how does it look even to him as well? So, because whether I like it or not, he was probably going to equate everything that I did as, well, that's just how all Christians act. And what's worse is that I I knew that, but I held it with little to no regard because it was all about me. I was bored. He was hot. And also, you know, he was smart. There's some good conversation there. And I, yes, I was, I was very prime for the picking in Satan's eyes. So that was a mistake. So Long story short, should not have done that. You know, it wasn't a bad time or anything. He's a probably a wonderful man, just not the one. Not the one. I mean, sure, personality differences, but I can't get over the whole spirituality thing. You know, we're not on the same page when it comes to who is our Lord. You know, I do, I do pray for him frequently. That's, I mean, it's the least I can do, but it's also the best I can do. But you know, it's not it's not cute little prayers like, oh God, just just watch over him and make sure he's happy. I'm like, no, God, bring him to his knees, break everything inside of him that's keeping him from you, and make him face what he's been pushing away because only then will he be happy and fulfilled in you. And once his Lord is no longer himself, but you, that is when he can really step into his true calling and purpose. So don't ask me to pray for you because I'm going to, I'm going to pray for like (laughs) ego crushing, like just absolutely soul clenching events to happen to you. So you bring yourself closer to God (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, some of us, some of us need that. Some of us are smart and they, they take the wisdom and don't have to go through the life experience, but I am not always one of those people. So story time, story time is over. I think we should talk about, you know, not only for someone who's not a Christian, like that that guy I was dating, but also for ourselves. I mean, obviously we love the Lord. We believe in him. He is a good father. And all of these things, these are the truths about God that are always going to stand 
no matter what's going on around us. But sometimes it's really difficult for us to keep that in the forefront of our minds. And sometimes when those happy, feel good, you know, worshipy feelings go away, you're left with your own thoughts. And the devil slips in a couple things here to derail us even further. And I want us to ask ourselves in those moments, maybe where you don't feel as close to God, and we can get into why that is, but why are we choosing our own way over God's? Because to be honest, our way is not better. We're not omniscient. We don't have everything mapped out ahead of us ahead of time. It's just, that's not the way humans are designed. That's why we're not God. We're, we're fallible. Also, we don't, we don't have all of the secrets to the universe. We just, that's not the way we were designed and we're not supposed to. And that's, that's fine. That's why we have God. That's why it was supposed to be, you know, this perfect world. And then we kind of ruined it for, for lack of a better term. So why do we choose our own way? I think it's, we're having some trouble trusting God and we're having some trouble being patient. And why are we having trouble trusting God? Probably because things aren't going the way we want them to. It's probably a big one. <laughs> so trouble trusting God. What do we do in those moments? I'm not going to name them in any particular order, but here's what I can suggest. You've heard it a hundred times from every single pastor ever, at least I'm going to say the good ones, but it is so true. I'm going to say number one, again, in no particular order, be in the word. And being in the word, reading your Bible, I'm not saying, you know, read the Bible for eight hours a day, though I think that would really, that could benefit all of us at sometimes. But I'm not telling you to look for those like happy, feel good, like God spoke to me just so audibly and it was unmistakable. I'm not necessarily talking about that because sometimes you read the word because that's what you need to be doing. You need to be reminded of what God is telling you. And to be honest, that is how God speaks to you. You just being obedient and reading the word. Now, maybe it'll be one of those times where the Holy Spirit reveals something new to you and maybe you really feel it in your soul and in your body and it just feels, it's a more tangible, palpable feeling. That's wonderful. And that's all great. Honestly, we we should thank God for those kinds of experiences too. But even if it's reading the gospel of John, you're rereading John 3.16 for the millionth time. It's just the act of reading the word, whether it has this supernatural revelation attached to it or not, we need to be doing that. Number two, which I just did this morning, I had to actually be in church physically. And you know what? I brought my notebook, which I hadn't done in ages, uh, since November 13th to be exact, because I I flipped back to the previous page to see, oh man, what lessons did I learn from church? Because this is so great. And I looked at the date and I'm like, oh my goodness, November 13th? Like, oh my gosh, like that's embarrassing. Like, what am I, what am I doing? Like I I need to be writing this stuff down. This is important. And that way you can review and you can remind yourself in another 
aspect. This is what I learned from being in the word at church, killing two birds with one stone. Amazing. But things have been not not terrible in the past month or so. They've just been a little challenging um, with my new job and with all of the stressors of everyday life coming down on me as I'm sure they come down on you. It's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot all at once and I'm struggling a little bit and I hope people can relate to this. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, I just need to schedule in more self-care time. I just need to really tackle my chores before they pile up and I just need to exercise even more and get outside and do my nature walks and all of these things. I'm going through the self-care checklist. Light enough candles. <laughs> All of those things that do provide comfort and they're not they're not bad things by any means, but they become not great for you when you're using them as a means of escape of being in relationship with God. I've I've been doing that. I have been. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know what? I just need to delete Instagram. It's toxic for me right now. So I'm on my on my deleting Instagram app binge. And I'm like, no, still not it. I'm still unsettled. Why do I have this unsettling feeling that I can't get rid of? Lo and behold, it's because I haven't been in church. I haven't been just worshiping and I haven't been praying because ironically enough, I don't know if other people go through this too. I really hope you do so I'm not alone, but I hope we can get out of this. When things are not going my way, I can't help but feel like a petulant child. And every prayer that I pray to the Lord is like, God, when are you just going to give me a break? Like, I'm struggling. <laughs> just give me what I want. I don't want to have to grow in this season. Like, I want my soft girl era package for 2023. I don't want the strongest soldier package. I No, I had that 2022 and 2021 and all those years before. So please, let me let this be my year. <laughs> and I find myself being bitter, like even in the way I'm bringing things up to the Lord. And again, that's another, that's a heart issue as much as I don't want to admit it, as much as we don't want to admit it, it's the bitterness that comes with no immediate answer from God, or it's not the answer you want, or one of my favorite, I shouldn't say favorite, I'm, I'm being facetious, but what I hear a lot from people when they ask for prayer, it's always, I need clarity. I need clarity for what God is telling me. Homeboy, homegirl, God's telling you exactly what you need to do. You just don't want to listen to it. <laughs> you don't want to listen to it. And you can say you're unsure, but that's when you're in the word of God and thinking, okay, what choice is going to align me with the word of God the most? That's the one you need to be picking. God doesn't have to spell out a message in your Cheerios or he has to suddenly split the heavens open and tell you, pick this one. No, that's not how God works. I mean, Old Testament God, definitely. But this is, we have a new era of this since Jesus came. So again, wrapping up this whole thing in a, well, not necessarily a neat little package, but of sorts. <laughs> When we go through this life, not saying we shouldn't have fun, not saying we shouldn't enjoy the things on this earth, that's what they're there for. God did create 
everything that's good and pure and fun and all of these things. But that is not our purpose. Our purpose isn't just to have fun and to maximize our pleasure. It's to become more like Jesus every single day and to share this message with people who don't have it yet. And then the way you do that, I think I touched on this in a couple episodes back, and you do that through your personal ministry where God has shaped you with your environment, your parents, your friends, your hobbies, your interests. Everything that makes you you is able to reach a certain type of person. And God needs you. The world needs you. We need you. I was thinking today – I had prayed to God a while back when I was looking for another church and I said, God, I I don't I'm not asking for too much. All I want is a pastor who can really give me the context of the Bible and what why Jesus was saying certain things and what certain things meant in that society. I I want to understand that so I have a fuller picture. I'm a nerd. I want to know that context. I want to have it. I need to know every single thing about everything. It, you know, but that's what I was interested in and God said, "Okay." And I I think it's so comical. One of the ways that God relates to me personally is with humor. God is so funny sometimes and I'm just he does something and I'm just thinking, "Oh, man, that was that was such pristine comedic timing. And I I can't even be upset at the joke that was just played on me. That was great. Like (laughs) it's all lighthearted. It's all with good intentions. So I don't take life too seriously. He led me back to my mom's old church, which I, I used to detest this church. It was so dreadfully boring. It was so formal. And now it's just completely renewed. There's this new life that's been breathed into it. And that's amazing. And the pastor, so wonderful and doing exactly what I asked for. And I was just, I was on my way home from church and I was thinking, God, thank you so much that your child, this pastor has listened to the calling you had over his life because he helped people like me, the other people in the congregation and, and so on and so forth. So that's what I I want to encourage you to do that this this particular day is what interests you? What are you passionate about? What are you good at? And how can you reach people through those things that make you unique? So just my just Nick's little words of encouragement, hopefully. And yeah, I was even I was thinking about that in in regard to my my father because I was I was telling him something similar of how we use our personal ministry to spread the gospel and he said well what am I going to do I don't I don't have anything to say and who's going to listen to me and <laughs> I just had to remind myself like I I feel that way too sometimes but it's not about I don't have anything to say or I don't know what to say or who's going to listen to me it's merely obeying and not just living for yourself. And I don't want to do that. That's too hard. I don't have the right words. God's going to use you just because you have allowed yourself to be a vessel for him. And I told him, I said, dad, you know, 
you love motorcycles, you love football, you love classic cars. What if you're talking to someone at a classic car show and you just happen to say, hey, you, you know who Jesus is, by the way? Like, sure, maybe someone might think you're weird, but another person might say, well, no, who is that? Can you, can you tell me more about him? And lo and behold, look at that. You got an opportunity to share the gospel. I'm trying to work on this myself in addition to that because uh, I – when was the last time I shared the gospel with anyone? I don't know if it's been ever. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm right there with you guys in in this journey. It's kind of my New Year's resolution. I'm like, just share the gospel with one person this year. See if you can do it. It's, it's weird and uncomfortable because you're – putting yourself out there and it's a very vulnerable moment, but you know what? The Lord is with you and maybe you're not going to see the plant grow into its full form, but you're planting a seed and maybe somebody else waters it and then prunes it and waters it again. And lo and behold, God's looking after that plant or that little seed that you sowed in someone's life. And he is the best gardener. And he's watching it grow and he's keeping it safe. I like that. It takes it takes all the pressure off of us to try to get it right. And that's even why um, – that was another piece of the puzzle of why it's been months since I picked this back up. I used to see myself as great at public speaking and I don't necessarily feel that anymore. And what kept getting in my way was, oh, I, I have to be perfect at public speaking if I'm, I'm, if I'm going to be a podcaster. Otherwise, like, how are people going to hear the message if it's, it's ruined by me? And that's the point, actually. It's actually kind of the point is we're not going to have our ministry be perfect. Because if we could, if we did, the glory would now be given to us. And that takes away God's glory. So maybe it's, maybe this is the year of being a little bit softer with ourselves and a little bit more gracious. And oh, look at that. That'll help you be more soft and gracious for other people. Also super important. So I challenge you in addition to my, I'm talking to myself as well here. Don't think I'm telling you to do anything that I am not gainfully employing in my own life. Are we serving Jesus or are we serving ourselves? Are we serving Jesus or are we serving ourselves? That's what I want to ask myself at the start of every day is, am I going to, am I going to live for myself? or Am I going to live for Jesus today? And if it's going to be for Jesus, then it's probably going to look a heck of a lot like living for other people and making sure they're taken care of and they're okay. And you know what? God will take care of us. He will. It's okay. And it is okay to take a little bit of a break if you are taking on too much and you are pouring out into others. That's why the Sabbath is so important. It recharges you for the week. <laughs> Anyway, guys, happy end of January, and it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Looking forward to next week.
over and out. Thank you.